Keeping It With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is brought to you by TKM Incorporated. This company located in Moss, Tennessee, specializes in erosion control, hydro-seeding, hydro-mulch, silt fence. They do minor excavation work, and they also provide traffic control and construction signs. Their mission is keeping people safe. Their passion is wishing that all men could be saved. TKM stands for The King's Men. If you'd like to contact The King's Men, you can contact them at 931-243-3958, 931-243-3958, or you may email them at tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. That is tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. The King's Men, in partnership with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. SJL General Contractor is a full construction company that primarily focuses on civil construction and asphalt sales in the Huntsville and Fayetteville regions. Services they provide include, but are not limited to, road construction, asphalt material, underground utilities, site work, and demolition. They employ heavy equipment operators, concrete finishers, pipe layers, and CDL dump truck drivers. If you would like for this company to work for you on your project, or if you'd like to work for them as an employee of this family-owned business, you can contact them at 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660. Or three W's and a dot, sjnl.com. That's www.sjnl.com. SJNL General Contractor is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones. Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. I don't remember starting to draw. I just always remember drawing. Now, if you're a person who draws, you think that that everybody can draw. It's kind of like people who are good at math. They think everybody is good at math. People who are really, really good at math think that math should come easy and, and is simple for everybody. Well, that's not true. And, and it's not true about drawing either. People who can draw usually can't do math, and people who can do math usually don't draw very well. Well, if you find somebody who can do math and draw, we, we call those people architects. I remember as a little boy, my friends would come over and play, and we'd you know play in the woods and explore the field, and we'd climb the trees and swing on the swing set, and then either it would get dark and we'd have to come inside, or the weather would change and we'd have to restrict our activities inside. And I didn't like to play board games, but I knew some of my friends did. But they would say, hey, what do you want to do? And then I would say, let's draw. And they would be like, uh, we don't draw. And I had to choose to to spend a lot of my afternoons by myself because I like to draw. And sometimes I'd rather draw by myself than I had to be in, in the company of other people. I spent a lot of days just drawing. My I, I was a prolific drawer. My mom would buy these scribble pads from Sky City and these real thick sketch pads that were made out of the kind of paper you print newspapers on. And she would bring home a scribble pad probably once a month and then uh, two black medium point Bic pens. And I would sit and draw for hours and try to draw cartoons and try to draw animals and bear and deer and bobcats and mountain lions. I remember we would go to the library in Anniston, Alabama 
and my brother was a prolific reader. And so we would spend the the part of the afternoon, you know, looking for books. And instead of buying one book and reading it and bringing it back in two weeks, he'd get a stack of books and read all the books in two weeks. Well, I didn't, I didn't like to read. I would go into the Aniston library and go into the reference room and they had this really big hardbound book called the art of Disney. And while my brother was looking for books, I was looking for one book that I could draw from. And this book had all the classic Disney artwork in it. It had the step-by-step, you know, circles, how to draw these characters. Uh, it had this one really cool scene that, that they'd drawn a perspective drawing. And you were standing on top of a building looking down the side of a skyscraper. They, they even had this really spooky-looking, demon-looking character. Uh, it, it's called a, a Chernabog. Uh, it's featured in in the movie uh, Night on Bald Mountain, set to the music of Ave Maria. It was part of a segment in Disney's film Fantasia that they aired in 1940. I always thought it was a Balrog from Lord of the Rings, but it's, it's actually a different kind of mythological uh, creature. But it was in that book, and I would try to draw that too. Uh, I would get that book out, and, and that's where I started drawing the characters uh, from Bambi. Now, I probably need to specify for Bob DeNoon and Troy Farmer that uh, this is not the Bambi you're thinking about. The Bambi I was drawing is a baby deer, okay? I remember being in the third grade, and my homeroom teacher had this book, and, and it had a, a painting or a drawing of Zorro. And, and Zorro in his black hat and his black mask and his black cape is walking down this stone staircase and he's either carrying a torch or the hallway is lit by torches and, and there's a bat flying beside him. Oh, and I really thought Zorro was, was pretty cool. I guess as I think about it now, Zorro is kind of a mixture between Batman and the Lone Ranger put together. And I spent a lot of time trying to draw Zorro. And I would try to recreate this exact picture. Anytime we had any free time in the third grade, I'd get that book off the shelf and, and, and try to draw. Well, as you develop your drawing career, you realize that nobody really wants to see you draw other people's drawings. And nobody, you're not going to be a famous artist if you end up drawing other people's characters. And so as a young artist, I decided I would have to develop my own characters. And, and I did. I created lots of my own heroes. But the, the, the hero that I drew the most, and, and, and this hero, you know, sometimes had a name, sometimes it didn't have a name. Most often, I just called it the hero. I called him my hero. Uh, I, I drew him in space. I drew him in the jungle. I would draw him, uh, you know, in the medieval times. You know, I first started trying to draw heroes. It was knights and warriors and barbarians, but I, I ended up with this one specific hero. Now, one of his nemesis was not a character that I invented. I went to school with a guy named Mike O'Neill, and Mike O'Neill was a left-handed guy, and he built a left-handed guitar because he was a real big Jimi Hendrix fan, but he was also a left-handed artist, and he would pass me in the hallway and hand me a sheet of paper. And on that sheet of paper would be this character he'd invented called the Hooded Claw. Now, this was a bad guy who wore like an executioner's hood. And he would always have the Hooded Claw featured in some scene where my hero, this character that I drew, would be tied up or in danger. And I would have to respond to that drawing, you know, by break or by lunchtime and solve the problem of how my hero was going to get out of this predicament. And then it would be my turn to create the scenario for Mike. And so this hero, although his costume rarely changed. One of his villains that he fought was the hooded claw. 
and I keep referring to this hero and I keep talking about his costume because the costume was, was pretty unique. Uh, and, and, and no matter where I drew him, no matter what name he went under, no matter what genre, whether he was in space or whether he was in the past or whether he was, you know, in modern times, the one thing that never changed about this hero was his costume. And his costume was pretty simple, pretty basic. Uh, he wore a, a striking, stark white costume, accented with black gloves a black belt and knee-high black boots, and he wore this helmet. And, and the front of the helmet was this dark visor. And I would often draw the uh, the visor so that it looked like it had kind of a mirrored finish. Now, in my imagination, this visor could zoom in, and this visor could be night division, and this visor could be used as a targeting system. But it was it was the same costume no matter what. And an interesting thing is that I never drew this this hero with a secret identity. I never drew him without his helmet. Every time I've drawn this hero, no matter what, uh, the, he's never been seen <laughs> without his helmet. And this was way before the Mandalorian. You know, in the Mandalorian series, they ask him, you know, has anyone ever seen you without your helmet? Well, the answer for my hero would be no. Nobody's ever seen you without your helmet. <laughs> He'd never taken his helmet off. He'd never been unmasked. Well, he hadn't been unmasked until I got a little older. And, and as I grew older, I began to understand something about my hero. You see, one day I took a really, really, really close look at the uniform that my dad wore to work every day. My dad worked at Turner's Dairy, and later on they were bought out by Barber's Dairy. And, and my dad would get up and go to work in this, in this white uniform. A white shirt with a black belt and white pants and, and a pair of knee-high black rubber boots. It's very striking that this hero that I drew almost every day had a an uncanny resemblance to a uniform I saw every day of my life. You see, I think if you took the, the hero's helmet off, you'd see my dad's face under that helmet. And, and, and the only adventures my dad ever had was taking two boys hunting and fishing. And the only damsel in distress he ever rescued was, was making sure that my mom, and, who was afraid of everything, felt safe and felt secure under his care and under his protection. My dad really didn't do a lot of heroics Although he taught two boys how to be heroes, he taught us how to live with confidence and, and compassion and, and competence. I never saw him lose his temper and never saw him fight another human being. But I saw him wage war against unfairness. I saw him protect people from fear. And he would go to war at the mistreatment of people that he thought were helpless. And my dad never had any titles. He never won any trophies. He was never given any awards. He never had any degrees. And, and in fact, probably the greatest title he ever had other than being our dad was he was an elder in the church. And, and his faith, his devotion to his God, he, he only had two weeks off. The dairy closed on Wednesdays and the dairy closed on Sundays. So he never had Saturdays off but even on his off days, 
Even on those days when he had the break from, from, from the dairy, he would always gather with the church. We always went to church on Wednesday nights for a Bible study or a prayer meeting, and we never missed worship. You know, the only place my dad ever went without his family was the dairy. He would leave every morning and come home every evening, and he worked hard to provide a living for my brother and I and, and my mom. My dad had simple wisdom. I, I took him hunting. In the last few years, it's been me taking him hunting rather than him taking me. And, and we were on a guided hunt in Oconee, Georgia, Oconee River Hunting Lodge. And as we were driving out to the stand one day, we'd been there a couple of days, and this young hunting guide turned around in the truck and said, Well, Mr. Jones, you've been on this planet 85 years. Could you give a guy my age any advice from your 85 years? It didn't take my dad very long. He, he simply said, Treat people like you want to be treated, be baptized. And follow the teachings of the Bible. You see, my dad was the hero underneath that helmet. My dad was was my hero. My dad is my hero. Now, when you talk about heroes, <laughs> I've pretended to be Spider-Man. I pretended to be Indiana Jones. I had a Captain America costume in college that I would make appearances on campus in. Uh, my grandson bought me a Captain America shirt and a Batman shirt. Uh, we have matching Spider-Man shirts that we wear. And, and I actually have a, a SWAT uniform. I, at least I have a Ninja Turtle vest and one of those low-profile Kevlar skateboard helmets. I've often tried to pretend to be a hero. I've often played at heroics. I've often drawn heroes. But you know, I'd be a true hero. I'd be a real hero. I'd be a success as a husband. I'd be a success as a father. I'd be a success as a friend. I'd be a success as a Christian. If you took my helmet off. And when you revealed my face, I'd really be a hero if I looked just like my dad. The mission of Heritage Christian University is simple. They aim to advance the churches of Christ by equipping servants through undergraduate and graduate programs. Heritage Christian University produces effective communicators of the gospel, focusing on evangelism and a commitment to scripture. Heritage Christian University is accredited by the Association for Biblical Higher Education and offers the following degrees. Associate of Arts in Biblical Studies, Bachelor of Arts in Biblical Studies, Master of Arts, Master of Ministry, and Master of Divinity. Since 1968, Heritage Christian University, formerly International Bible College, has offered affordable degrees in biblical studies, allowing graduates to thrive in their ministries without the burden of loan debt after graduation. For more information about Heritage Christian University, visit www.hcu.edu, that's three W's and a dot, hcu.edu. Heritage Christian University is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure.
Using the tool of shortwave radio, World Christian Broadcasting literally covers the world every day with the gospel. They use two large curtain antennas. One is located in Anchor Point, Alaska, and the other in Madagascar. They send out messages that are recorded at their international home in Franklin, Tennessee. They make available 40 hours of broadcast every day. The broadcasts are made in English, Chinese, Russian, Spanish, Portuguese, Korean, English for Africa, and Arabic. They would love for your group to visit them. You can bring your ladies group, your youth group, or your men's group. Just give them a call at 615-371-8707, 615-371-8707, or you can go to three W's and a dot, worldchristian.org, find the Donate Here button, and make a financial contribution to support this work that literally covers the world every day with the gospel. World Christian Broadcasting, in cooperation with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure is sponsored by us, what? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the youth ministry book by Lonnie Jones. Cognitive Spiritual Development, a Christ-centered approach to spiritual self-esteem. Grappling with Life, Controlling Your Inside Space, a small essay using the principles of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense. If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones. And then The Selfish Reel, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country, some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots. Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and in, that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. Thank you.